What's going on, y'all? This is your boy, Leader Johnson, and I'm going to talk more about this NBA draft today. This is my thing today. Um, let's just talk about what's going on. James Wiseman looked good, uh, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 3 blocks. Uh, my number one guy, R.J. Hampton, and I'm going to talk about why R.J. Hampton is number one. Um, he had 16 points last night in the route today. The, the, um, New Zealand Breakers lost to Melbourne. Um, they were down by a bunch. And they ended up making a comeback, and R.J. Hampton was a big reason of it. Last 10 points, he scored six of them. Just an athletic guy. And the crazy part is that none of these guys are playing on the on, on the stage he's playing. <clears throat> none of these guys are playing on the same stage as R.J. Like, Melo's the only guy you can really compare. But see, Melo's been there before. That's why I really don't get what NBA scouts, a, a lot of them, which I respect, Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt's... Um, NBA Draft Express, uh, you know, dot net. I just, I just, even my guy Mike Draft Room, you know, I, I, I'm with the NBA Draft Room squad. You know, it's my guy. You know, I'm just looking. I'm, I understand the talent and, and where you know people are looking at, but it were times when nobody even had Lamelo Ball in the top ten. What was your analysis then? What was the difference? Like he played at a Russian league, and, and clearly this NBL league is better than the Russian league, but it's still a bunch of grown men. And he was younger then. He was younger. That that's what's so impressive. The age at which that. Not no, let's not talk about the level of competition, per, per se. Let's talk about how old they were. And, and the same age Ball was then. That's where RJ is. And you're looking at what Ball. Ball did the same thing in Russia. The same thing JBL. You know he was just a little bit more dominant in a, a couple of them leagues. You know what I'm saying. I'm like what. Now you see him in NBL, just like oh well. Now he's one of the he's the best prospect in here. He's a, he's doing the same thing to Aspire and all Tino Hills, all that. He's doing the same thing. It's just that now you're over there with pros and other guys are gonna need the ball, but and, and where he's at, he can really take over the whole game. Let's talk about Aaron Brooks. I just had one guy talk about Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. I mean, but Melo gets the green light. Nobody else gets the green light like Melo. Nobody. They need help all over the floor. So he gets the green light to do whatever he wants. So if he's messing up, he's messing up. If he's not producing, he's just not producing. And I just really feel like in that essence, that ball was always ready to play. If you want to look at high school career, ball didn't do what RJ did, man. I mean, ball had some games and, you know. He had some games at Chino Hill. People was like, oh, my God, look at all them points. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And it's real cool. But my thing is, what now puts him at the top three when he should have always been there? He should have always been in the top ten, top three, if you consider him that now. Because he was more amazing as a younger kid than he is now. But when he plays against guys older than him and grown, he'll have his time. He's had good games over there at, uh, with the Hawks. But what makes him so over RJ? That's the other case. Because RJ's my number one. RJ's been hitting 50-point game. I mean, he has a better shot. You know, we'll talk about court vision. Okay, RJ Hampton has court vision. But he's really a two-guard over the point guard level. Which means he could now he could play both positions real good. In certain type of offense they're putting him in, when they want him to pass, he'll pass. 
looking at LaMelo, he's just a point guard. He's not a two guard. He's not a combo guard. Melo has to handle the ball and has to be able to pass first. He's like Cade Cunningham. You want to compare Melo? Melo's a better offensive Cade Cunningham. When you look at Cade and what he does on the floor, the type of player he is. I mean, I really don't see no difference. I don't see no difference, really. I just don't. Between Melo and Cade Cunningham, Cade looks to pass more. But Melo is another guy. He's a passer first. Like, if you look at all what he does, scoring and rebounding, he's a passer first. He's a good shot, but he's a passer first. RJ Hampton is a scorer. He's a killer. But he also gets other guys involved. He, he He's faster in transition. His shot is, okay, what you want me to tell you what puts him over. You look at the game they played against each other. And... Obviously, the ball cannot, he has to, you know, if he's not out there hitting that, that outside shot, he's not really confident driving on RJ. Just not his, no. RJ's a better defensive player. He's an irritating defensive player. He's all over the floor. He's all over. He's long. The LaMelo ball thing really puts the hype on NBL, and I just see that. Like, it, I just, when you look at the shot of Hampton, um, what ball, ball is more of the passer. I, just, I mean, I'm just trying to really break it down to all people. Like, ball is the passer. Ball has been doing this thing, like his skills and what he's doing for a very long time. I just don't see where people are all of a sudden. It, it's not even the fact that they're putting him where they are. It's what happened now. That it wasn't the same then. Now you put him at the top three in a talented draft class over some good players like Scotty Lewis. People are not even thinking about Scotty. I don't even understand. They're not even thinking. They're putting balls. Some people, one guy uh, is like he's the best NBA prospect in this draft. Over Wiseman? Over Edwards? Over Anthony? Forget Hampton. How about that one? But I, I would give Wiseman uh, uh, I Wiseman's a toe tag, you know, between both of them. You know, Wiseman's a little, you know. I'm just saying the production factor. Cole Anthony just bust 34 points. 11 rebounds. Now, we, we're talking about on the college floor. And, 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 and like I say, LaMelo and RJ on another floor. These are these are guys who played in the NBA and Pro League for years. I mean, we're talking about Sean Brooks, Sean, uh, Sean Long, Aaron Brooks, you know, just to name a few. Corey Webster's just to name a few guys that have played. Pro ball, I mean, it just is what it is, man. Pro level ball is a better observation than playing them, especially when you're going to the pros. That's what you're doing. Overseas, you're going to the pros and the national but these guys play. And national guys, they play in the Olympics. And it's a different criteria. And this is a better league than the Russian league. So I, this is the only factor I give people in talking about LaMelo Ball that He's playing in a better league, so we're going to put him. Now he's number three because he played the NBL. It's better than the Russian league. But if you look at it, it's the same equal factor. The points he scored then, if he's scoring lower now, you're playing with more of all-around guys. So then him, wasn't nobody scoring what he was scoring in the Russian league besides his brother. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, that's that's what's going on right now, like. I just don't see how they judge things. 
I had always put LaMelo in the top 10, even when they were saying the bottom 20. It seemed like when people were mad at LaVar, they were mad at LaMelo. And that's where I'm getting it. It's crazy. Now, R.J. Hampton has been a killer since high school. Absolute killer. And now if you look at what the the determining factor and what RJ does now with the team that's so much more talented, it shit opens everybody's eyes. I mean he doesn't he don't get the, the shots and the it was times when people was hurt and RJ was doing this thing. Now it's people that are back. Scotty Hobson, guys are back. And now the ball has to go to them. He wasn't going to go there. He was definitely going to get the ball, but he wasn't going to go there and get that type of, you know, get the ball like that. People are like, um, like I was talking to one one guy, uh, Marcus Green, Jalen Green stepped there, and I was like, what about the overseas thing? He was like, well, to put your, he's thinking to put his stock down low. Nah, it's not at all. I mean, for one, if you get that check, it's different. <laughs> like, nobody can listen. RJ is going to be the best prospect out there draft. Um, he get the shoe deal, got the contract. Jalen would have got all that. And and looking at where Jalen is at, there's no other prospect. They're already putting prospects over him anyway. <laughs> you know, it's crazy in the mug to even think Jalen is number two or number three. I mean, they are really – you don't even know what people are really looking at. Like, it's crazy. But – Back to the RJ thing. RJ had a good 16-point game last night, and he proved once again why he, when you get, when he is time to step up in the clutch, when, when, you know, it's time to make plays, when you give him the green light, it's a whole different ball game. Like, the New Zealand's really holding them back, you know. They have other guys on their team that play, like Sean Long and Hobson. You know, it's other guys, Corey Webster, there are other guys on their team that play, and they are good, and they, they produce. So they're not going to give... RJ, the, the, the ball enough to even shoot like that. You have to give a score as many chances as possible. If Hampton got the ball like Hobson or like Long or like Webster and he was dependent on like them, oh, Hampton be scoring 25 a game. Easy. You can't even tell me nothing else. There's no – Mellow Ball does not have a better shot than RJ. He can't drive to the hole like him. He can't score in a variety of ways like RJ. That's another thing that pushes him over – uh, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball's best. He has good playmaking ability. He has good. He has good ball handling skills, and he can pay a good, good court vision. That's what he depends on first before his offensive game. But the way Hampton controls the game, he's just better than better than RJ. His scoring is better than Ball's ball handling and passing. When Hampton needs to pass, he's going to pass. The crazy thing about Hampton, he'll play basketball. And then when he needs to pass the ball, boom, he passes it. When he needs to make that pass, Ball is looking for a pass first. He's looking for a pass first. He's ball handling, looking for a pass first. Hampton's looking for the best play first. I mean, just look at how Ball plays. Even with Spire, all that, he'll shoot. But he's looking for, he's looking for a player first. He's coming down the court. He's looking for the setup. Hampton's looking for, okay, can I shoot it from 50 feet? Should I do that? Should I take him to the hole? Should I pass it over here? No. The thing is, Hampton's always going to use himself first before a pass. 
So in my opinion, if you really look at the type of player and the type of star that RJ is, I mean, just look at the team he's on. Now, I had an argument about a person that they weren't the best team in the league, but that remains to be seen. Just because a team is over them doesn't mean this isn't the best. This team can definitely run away with games. And I think one of the big things is getting used to getting RJ Hampton the ball. You know, that's a big thing. With RJ on this team, this team will do nothing but get more better and better. You have to learn how to play with RJ, and RJ has to learn how to play with them. It's another star on the team. It's not like he's just a, some guy scoring 10 points a game. He's going like 10.6 a game. This guy has to learn how to – they have to learn how to play with each other because RJ used to having the ball and creating everything. They're not doing that with him. He doesn't get the green light. Bob, LaMelo gets the green light. LaMelo could score 20 a game if he wanted to for their team. That team needs anything possible on the floor. They are 1-7. 1-7. The game they had against each other, how much did both of them score? LaMelo should have clearly been getting the ball enough to score more than RJ. He could have. He had to make the decision that RJ, if he's on the Hawks, he's scoring 20 a game. If that was, a, if that was RJ on the Hawks against LaMelo with um, New Zealand, RJ would have had 25 points to whatever ball had because RJ's the, clearly the more better player on their team. He's the over better on their team. He's a, he's a man. Nobody's better than them on that team. It's a 1-17 right now. Melo should be looking like the clear-cut number one guy if they got him at number three. Because right now there's too many arguments that LaMelo isn't. So LaMelo will get his top five, you know, drafting based on a lot of scouts. I mean, but he should. He, I'm not saying he shouldn't, but what makes him over everybody else? It's a talented draft if you look at, you know, the first, the first 15. It's going to be a real interesting, talented draft. Because Cole Anthony just looks like the more NBA-ready player out of anybody on the court. I think Cole Anthony is the most NBA-ready player in this draft. I just think he's always been polished. So much more polished. He's a baller. RJ is another guy. If you knew the way he trained, if you really saw him play his IQ on the court, his energy on the court, how he plays on both sides of the court, how he's a student of the game, let the game come to him. He can get right in the game with his offensive capability and his playmaking ability to pass and impact right away. Ball's not that type of guy. He's just not going to be that type of player. Once he gets on the NBA floor, he's not that type of player. It's going to take him a minute to get in the mix, but he has a better shot than his brother. That That's, that's what you look at. Like He has the same, like Lonzo had a better playmaking ability. Lonzo can pass better than his brother and better ball handling, but LaMelo has good ball handling and he can pass. But he's a better scorer than Lonzo. That's what makes him better than Lonzo in that regard. It really does. And then DeMello couldn't play defense. He's gotten better, but he's still, no, he's not better than RJ. He's not better than his brother. He's not even equal to his brother in defense. So we can see the growth, no doubt, but I just don't see the difference in why people – and let's talk about Wiseman. Wiseman clearly, you know, I, I've always put him down below a couple of guys, but Wiseman's a little bit edgy now. Like, we'll see what happens. We'll see how much – I'll, I'll really have an evaluation this year on just how good Wiseman is. Um, look at guys like Cassius Winston, who I still believe is a top ten pick. Like, that's crazy. How? Why not? 
He's more NBA ready than like if you talking about top five NBA ready players. You put Cassie Winston right now with a with, with a team. You put him with the Lakers, because if he slips out in top ten, man, y'all stupid. You put him with the Lakers with LeBron. You talking about a floor general? Like he's a he's the, he's the most accomplished floor general on in this whole draft. So to me, if you look, talk about who's the most NBA ready players, I just don't think Lamelo is it. I mean. I was talking about it on Twitter, and I feel like Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton, Scotty Lewis. Scotty Lewis' IQ in basketball is bar none. If you watch this guy play, he plays good defense, good team ball, great energy, gets people involved. He can impact the game on both sides of the floor, and I think he'll do that in the NBA quick. So if we're talking about LaMelo, I just don't think his style of play can help him impact the game. Him being on the team and being good, yes, but impact the game, I think, without anything, just giving them the ball, let them have the ball. Let RJ have the ball. Let I'm, I'm judging this on if you give a guy the ball, what is he going to do with it when he steps on the NBA floor? If he gets the touches first, if he gets the majority of touches, what does he do? RJ Hampton, you're not going to be able to stop him from scoring. That's just not going to happen. You give him the ball, let him run with it, RJ Hampton going to take over the floor. Same thing with Cole Anthony. And, and Cole Anthony, more than anybody else, can run a team right now. Right now. We, we're talking about Scotty Lewis, the same thing. Let him get on the floor and let him play a position, and he's going to be a defensive presence. He's going to be a good passer. He's going to be able to score. So now you look at guys like Trey Jones. Trey Jones is, is going to be a point guard for somebody. Good two-way point guard. Um Aston Hagens is, is, is I mean, I want to see more, but people were talking about Vernon Carey and guys missing shots. If they're young, they're going to come in. But for them to come in and still be Kansas, let you know how impacting Vernon Carey is, impacting Matthew Hurt is, impacting Cassius Stanley is. These are guys I'm looking at that could rise. So you'll see my uh, predictions come up more Monday and my new top 50 preseason rankings come up Monday. Um now, NBA Draft from my boys. Two writers on NBA Draft Room who do the NBA Draft things. It's me, Lita Johnson, and my boy Mike Draft Room, man, my guy. All right, um, he has Wiseman at number one, and it's not a crazy speculation. It's not a crazy one because Wiseman's a beast, and he proved it with his debut. I don't care who you play. You can come in and get 20-11-3. You got to prove to me that I'm not saying that this guy is a problem. He's, he, I mean, out of any of his high school games, he impressed me more with his first game coming in just being something different. I can imagine if this team had RJ. I mean, that is a straight national a title contender. Looking at how good um, guys like Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones were of Arkansas, uh, Mason Jones had 32 points. Marcus Howard had 38 I'm talking about, I just want to throw that in there. Marcus Howard had 38, man. Um, guys like, um, guys like Isaiah Joe has to be looked at now. Um, Arkansas, guy Arkansas, he can really shoot the rock. Like, he has definitely, he, he, it's an argument that he could be the best pure shooter in, in the, uh, in the country, I mean, he just really knows how to shoot that rock. So it's going to be something to look at. Another um, other guys, Kentucky having Tyrese Maxey. That's of course the big thing. 
It's going to be other guys that stand out in Kentucky throughout the year, of course. But Tyrese Max just had a great debut. A super great debut. Um, let's even talk on the floors of um, Kansas. I mean, Okai Baji of Kansas is a beast. He's the type of guy you're going to watch out for, having more big games. Very underrated all-around talent uh, as far as, as, as the score and um, definitely plays defense. I just like this guy's talent and potential. I'm looking more into um, Duca and David McCormack as a twin tower of Kansas. Something to look at. Let's see what else Dave, Devon Dotson does. Because I've always liked him coming out of high school. Let's see what he does. Dotson, Devon Dotson, Trey Jones, and Ashton Hagens are two of the most talented point guards come out of high school in the last couple of years. You know, uh, so, I mean, to see these guys, what they do with their second years is going to be something to look at. Like, I'm really anxious to see what these guys do because they were so big-time performers in high school. Now it's just time for them to put more of an emphasis on their game, and they could really, but all three of them could be first-round picks. So there's three guys I'm looking at. I mean, the games were, you know, they really had good games. You know, they had, um, Ashton Hagens had a cool game. Trey Jones had a good game, a really underlooked game. And Dotson really put it on. So let's just see what happens on those regards and just see what these guys do. I'm really excited to see what those guys do. Now, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Sadiq Bay definitely put themselves in the first-round conversation. That is it. I don't care who they play. Sadiq Bay came off a hot year. You got to stop looking at who people play and knowing these guys aren't just a – now, if this was Mississippi State or Ole Miss or, or Seton Hall, it's different. This is Villanova. This is Villanova. And they know how to produce good players. They have good players, and they've been in that, that limelight. So, Deke Bay was good last year and improved again to 24 points. Starting the whole season, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a freshman. Let's just get that right. Army guy, he's a freshman, and he did this. That's what makes it a bit. 24 and 13 in your first game? That's almost unbelievable. I mean, not even almost unbelievable. The word I'm looking for, I need another word for that. It's just that we're going to leave you insane right there. We're going to put insane right there. Because for a freshman to come in, 6'9", 24 and 13, that's just crazy. 66 from the free throw line. Remember that. That is the key stat to me. Because when they foul him, he's going to make you pay. And he's an inside, outside guy. It's going to be real good. And the start lined up with Kylie Gillespie, uh, Justin Moore, Sadiq Bay, Jermaine Samuels, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Very athletic lineup. Everybody can shoot from the outside. Uh, he wants that. And that's just going to be it. And now what that tells you is that when Brian Antoine comes back, another NBA draft prospect, I think he'll be groomed. He'll do three games, and then he's in the start lineup. I think there's no doubt you'll see Antoine and Robinson Earl in the start lineup with Colin Gillespie, Sadiq Bay, and Jermaine Samuels eventually. We're waiting for December. When he finally steps on the floor, teams should be very scared. Very scared. I mean, Villanova blew this team out by 43 points. Mm. I don't care what you, you know, no college, no college program she blew out by 43 points. So just to tell you how scary they are. And they, you know, they had some, you know, they shot real good. Came out really doing their thing. Um, Robinson Earl, where, where is he at? Could be top 10. He could, he's 6'9". I've always compared him to Sharif Abdurrahim. He is a 6'9", good player. I just think he's real polished and does his thing. Now, Sadiq Bay, he's a first-round draft pick. He's a sophomore, though. So, I think he's a top-20 pick. 
I mean, if you're looking at this guy or how he plays and what he does on the floor, he's a top 20 pick. There ain't too many people playing like him. Now, we, we, they just want to see. They have the Ohio State game, which I think this, this will really prove a lot. If this team comes out here and blows out Ohio State, they're not going to get the, the, the NBA draft people's buzz yet. It just won't happen yet. So, it's big. It's super big to look at this team and what they can do. I just really feel like NBA draft room, is they're doing some good work over here. Mike draft room, Anthony Edwards having 24 points definitely doesn't take him out of the top three. I think R.J. Hampton, and you look at that and LaMelo Ball's averages, you look at their averages, they're the Miller Ball is clearly considered a top three pick, but you look at the R.J. Hampton's number, and it's like, how? How is his numbers so relevant over R.J. Hampton's numbers? When you look at their numbers, it's just totally different. Like, it's totally, they're, they're totally just about similar. Like, it's crazy. Um, uh, Lamar Stevens, Miles Dredd, two guys to look out. Lamar Stevens is a guy, second-round pick, no, no, no question. I think you get a good score, guy with energy, you get him there. Um, Quentin Rose had a good game for Temple. Just throwing some big five things out there, but more guys I'm looking. You gotta look at like Reggie Perry and um, Jay McDaniel's, Isaiah Stewart. These guys can play. Now I don't particularly think right now. Jay McDaniel showed a lot. We're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be a lot of up and down. Who's here? I mean, this is real early. I mean, this is the fun part of NBA draft prospects. Everybody's opinionative. I don't. I respect everybody's opinion. I just be wanting to know how. I mean, because RJ Hampton and Lamelo are clearly neck for neck and, and have played each other and have looked similar on sometimes on the court as far as production. So how's I'm just let me be fair to all analysts. You know, okay, I'll see what your mellow thing is and your hype is, but him and RJ have both shared. And this is always going to be like this because NBL. These are the two guys, the two juggernauts, Lamelo Ball. R.J. Hampton, so they're going to be compared. How is it that R.J. Hampton all of a sudden is so far away from LaMelo, but they're close in stats? You're trying to talk about the game that LaMelo had. He ain't playing. He's playing for the Hawks. Like, it's crazy. I don't know. And, and, and R.J.'s had all-around games himself. People talk about single digits. Well, you got four other guys who score around 15, 16 a game playing for New Zealand Breakers. It's just, I think it's simple mathematics. Simple mathematics. A lot of NBA scouts are going to NBA anyway, so, I mean, guys are going to see ball. I don't think nobody went to go see him that much in the Russian League. I know they didn't. Especially after he just dropped out of high school and just said, forget it. Didn't even want to go to high school ball. This was different. Like, he didn't just... He didn't just say, yeah, I'm not going to go to college. He didn't even go to high school to play ball. A lot of people didn't like that. Like, dang, you're not going to go to high You're going to take your son out of high school. It's crazy. So, um, in this fact, man, this is like, you know, um, I'm going to have a lot of updates on NBA drafts a lot. So, this is just the first one, NBA draft from radio. Get back at y'all, man. Lita Johnson.